So, um, okay, so we'll begin. So, you know, welcome to this next episode of What We Go and Do. I'm Trey Borden. And I think that one of the things I wanted to do with this platform, we created it, was to really give people who I think deserve more visibility and have more relevant things to say about what's happening in this country, in this world, a place to do so and kind of recenter people who I think we need to be listening to much more. So on the show, we've had, you know, people from all ages and backgrounds. We've even had, you know, obviously Queen was a guest before us. We've had trans people, queer people, um, all types of subjects. And I know when I was thinking about the episode before this election, you know, when, when all we're thinking about is kind of like how we're going to, you know, save ourselves from like the jaws of tyranny and kind of what communities are really being impacted the most um, and who I want to give like the last word to um, before we get into this. I, I thought about Queen and Ebony and, you know, newly you Omegas, people who've been out there fighting, who've been out there giving us an extremely good example of how to conduct oneself in the face of, you know, true idiocy and hatred and ignorance. And uh, I think that it's about time to do something that gives you guys the, the platform to talk about what you want. Educate me, educate everyone else who's listening. I have so much admiration for all that you guys have accomplished. I've, on, I've known Omega for like a hot second and already he blown my mind. So I just really am excited to um, kind of explore kind of what your experience has been um, leading up to kind of creating these amazing trans leaders before me and kind of what we're hoping for, for the future. So that's roughly my plan. And um, let's just, let's keep it, let's get it started. So I think that the, just for everyone else's benefit, kind of just give us a brief introduction, your name, who you are, where you be, what you about. Um, let's start with Queen. Hi, and that I'm, Biden Harris shirt. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Good so my name is Queen Amore. Um, I am a, a trans performance artist and activist. A lot of my advocacy is uh, done through um, empowering uh, uh, marginalized communities um, uh, to show face and to show up um, uh, and even just to hold it down in spaces where a lot of times uh, it's said that we're not supposed to exist in these spaces and I exist in them anyway. Um, uh, and, uh, um, uh, you know, a lot of um, my focus lately has been on school and my own education because I recognize a fundamental gap when it comes to um, acknowledging trans healthcare and the fact that um, trans people are oftentimes left behind in the conversation when it comes to um, how to take care of us and how to communicate with us and how to offer us uh, the care that we need in order to um, uh, live sustainable lives. Um, uh, so uh, right now, you know, I'm personally experiencing that right now um, uh, and uh, like, uh, like firsthand to where those gaps are. And, uh, you know, hopefully um, uh, through the end of my education, I can um, uh, start implementing uh, some significant changes in the way that healthcare is um, directed in our country when it comes to um, transgender healthcare. Um, uh, but also, you know, finding a way, uh, a nice medium to, um, uh, you know, work in a professional world, but also, uh, you know, uh, be an activist and be very vocal. And, uh, you know, my fight for the community um, uh, is also um, very tricky because, uh, you know, I have to, you know, healthcare has drawn lines, you know, to how you can present outside of a hospital or in outside of a professional environment, you know, like, um, uh, you know, if a charity found out that I was dancing on top of cop cars. <laughs> Charity being your hospital. 
you know, like, I don't think that they, uh, you know, I, there's not a, a lot of uh, wiggle room for um, uh, trans people in um, professional settings to, to still be who they are and to still be who we are without having to assimilate into this narrative of uh, normativity. And I refuse. And I'll still get my education. Watch me. <laughs> I mean, I, I love. So, yeah, the education uh, queen's referring to is nursing school. Nurse queen has quite a ring to it. Um, I'm so proud of you. It's for like pursuing. nurse ratchet. <laughs> exactly. The ratchet queen. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, queen, for that introduction. Um, let's go next to Omega. What's going on, everybody? My name is Tyrant Omega Chucky Kelly Sr. Um as y'all don't know, I am the founder and CEO of Trans of Anarchy Incorporated and also the training and outreach manager at the Oakland LBGTQ Community Center. And for Trans of Anarchy Incorporated, it is a trans-focused and cisgender bridge barrier that focus on marginalized Black and bring masculinity to the forefront and detoxinizing masculinity and its whole entirety and or what that looked like. And it is doing it with trans and intersex individuals without putting a focus on us as trans and intersex individuals so that we can break those barriers and bridge those gaps as in what Queen was speaking on as in being able to have those boundaries to separate the two. Um, and, and how does that look? And part of also my job at the, as a trainer um, at the Oakland LBGTQ Community Center is creating training programs for us by us and implementing them in organizations and communities where they're saying that they service us, but they don't know what service look like for us. Um, and what, and putting us in position to be able to hold those positions and hold those individuals accountable for that. Um, and on top of that, I am a resident for a candidate for a doctoral program. I'm currently pursuing my doctorate degree. Um, I'm also, um, a husband and a father of a soon to be seven year old come Thursday, um, wow. of whom was totally mine. And I am a formerly incarcerated survivor. I am a lawmaker, a lawbreaker, a law taker. And, um, yeah, and we're going to go into in depth with some other things as we get into some other questions. So I don't want to get too much, but pretty much that's just me. I am a, um, a, a no shit taker. I live by the wish factor. I wish a mother would kind of thing and I get shit done by no means necessary type of guy. So that's me. That's Omega in a nutshell. I am the alpha and Omega. It will start and end here. You know that. Um, so. I love it. Well, that's quite, that's a, uh, that's quite a nutshell. Uh, thank you, Omega, <laughs> for that very thorough and compelling introduction. Um, and last, but certainly not least, my girl, Ebony Harper, please give us your introduction. Um, I love my brother Omega, and so far, Miss Queen, you are you are everything. Thank you. Uh, appreciative. Um, my name is Ebony Harper. I am. I put Sacramento on the map. I have to say, you know, nobody was knowing about Black trans women in in Sacramento before Ebony Harper, but 
I'm just being funny. But uh, anyway, um, I, I, I'm from the lovely Sacramento. Actually, I'm from L.A. originally. Um, and just like a lot of black trans women, uh, I come from real struggle on the streets, underground economy. Um, I came up in the 90s, you know, but y'all are, will not um, push me out to elderhood just yet. I'm melded. You know, middle elder. Um, so. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. Um, so I have seen um, the, 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 the change. Um, I would call it a trans tipping point um, occur um, compared to back in the 90s where I was seeing my community, you know, die, where we couldn't get jobs, where... Um, all you seen was ads, if you know what I mean by that. And, um, it was just, it was brutal on us for many years up and it's still brutal in some, some part, parts of the country. Luckily we live here in California where we have some sort of protection, but you know, I, I was just in new Orleans. Um, there's still laws on the book, you know, where if you see, if they see a girl walking down the street, she could have a, a job. And they could accuse her for sex work just because she's trans and get away with it, you know. So um, it's difficult in a lot of parts of the country. And so anyway, um, I come from struggle, yes. Um, and I actually, I, I come from um, um, resilience as well. That's the part of our legacy, too, as trans people. Yes, we were bitten by the shark. Yes, the shark tried to drag us under. But we don't hear the story about how we beat the hell out of the shark. Uh, (laughs) You know, we're known for beating the hell out of the shark. So uh, I, I, I have beat the hell out of the odds several times. And um I am one of the first known black trans women to work in philanthropy in the nation. Um, I, I first openly black trans woman to work at a, uh, at a huge foundation here, the largest health foundation in California. Um, and um, now I am one of very few black trans women um, that is director of a, a program a statewide program and both both international program, um, California Transcend. And so, um, and I sit on several boards. Most recently, I'm the newest board member to the Trans Law Center. Um, And yes, thank you. Um, And (laughs) isn't that lovely? Um, So yeah, I'm not about ego. Um, I'm about helping my community and it really takes a place of humility. And like I was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning into a place of being an elder. And what that means to me is having patience with our community, recognizing that I have had struggle. And if someone's exhibiting PTSD or other um, things that's not socially accepted, um, that I need to have the wherewithal to know that, you know, that was once me and that our communities go through unique situations that need unique, um, you know, uh, understanding. And so 
uh, I try to try. I, I like to mother my community. I'm, I'm a mother. I think a lot of us uh, trans femme presenting folk um, have that nurturing ability. I think one, one thing that is universal around trans folks is that um, we're kind of we see things before it happens. You know, we feel it before it happens. Um, and that's what's um, that's been a key of our survival all these years. And so um, I am about you know, feeding my community, getting resources to my community, um, loving on my community and working on my damn self. You know, you hear about everybody wanting to do everything for everybody else. But how you, RuPaul said, how you going to love anybody, everybody else? You can't love yourself. And so that's a part of me helping my community as well, is working on my internal issues, working on all the crap that I've been through as a trans person and that I still experience under this administration. And under all the, I, I walk outside and I still, you know, I, to the trans community, to communities in California, I'm well known. But when I walk outside, I'm just some big old football playing looking trans woman. <laughs> um, and I could be a sex worker. I could be someone up to no good, you know. So those are the stereotypes that I go through. So I have to constantly work on myself and, and find an inner, you know, knowing an inner self and, uh, try to change myself before, you know, I, I help other folk and, uh, or while I'm helping other folk. Anyway, that's me. Well, thank you so much, Ebony. That's amazing. I mean, Ebony and I have worked closely many times up in Sacramento on various efforts and I can speak to her, um, kind of her pioneering status in the community and, you know, and to all of you, you know, to the extent that I know you, I think that that's something that unites a lot of trans people is this, you know, service oriented life and kind of, you know, also acknowledging the trauma that, you know, kind of you try to diminish along the way. All of us have that. In fact, that leads to my first kind of question. I, I usually like to start out with this. How y'all doing? You know, this has been a lot. You know, not, I mean, life is a lot, but this year and this administration's particularly been a lot, particularly for your community. So I just want to say like, how y'all been doing um, in what I would describe as the most fucked up year ever. <laughs> so who wants to start? How about um, Omega, would you like to start? Well, you know, I use this saying, I'm blessed by the best. Um, that's how I'm doing. Um, I'm blessed by the best with no mess and no stress. Um, I have a real, um, as, as my queen Ebony down there was, was touching on, I have a real deep spiritual connection, uh, with my creator, um, and understanding and self peace and understanding is where I'm at. Um, so although this is a scary time, I fear not what is um, to come because I know that our time is now, um, if never more than before, because the devil only fuck with you when you're close and you get in there. Um, and the closer you are, the worse things happen. So for us to be targeted, but yet be so invisible to the world, but yet be the most hated and the most worked up for, um, lets me know that, um, I'm blessed by the best and I'm, um, the, 
the right person at the right time um, and the right kind of situation for the right year. Um, so better 2020 than the 1960s or 70s because um, I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it. So that's how I'm doing. Okay. All right, Ebony, what's on? Can I hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's me who can't be heard. My bad. <laughs> I said so. Well, I, I like that. I like that emphasis on I'm the right one to be fucking with. You know, because like that actually is a really good way of kind of contextualizing why it's fine that all this mess is happening. Um, Queen, how have you been doing? Oh, you know what? I've. Uh... Despite everything, I have, uh, um, uh, I've been doing all right. You know, I, uh, um, uh, I feel like this year has been um, enlightening in a lot of ways. Um, uh, it has uh, shown, you know, because things uh, like Ebony said, we've seen uh, this coming. You know, we kind of felt this happening. Uh, you know, I felt this 10 years ago back in 2012 that, you know, there, that there was something wrong with uh, our society you know, and that prompted me to fight and it prompted me to do all the things that I've done, you know, and uh, for me um, in 2020, seeing uh, the rest of the community um, uh, rising up and rallying and finally seeing uh, why I've been out there doing what I've been doing, you know, has actually been uh, a blessing because uh, now I know that I'm not alone. You know, where before I was out there marching and protesting by my goddamn self, you know, <laughs> and uh, because, it, you know, I, I felt things need to change, you know, and uh, it's it's almost kind of like 2020 was um, uh, the, you know, the year that blew the fucking lid off the roof. You know, where people finally now see, uh, you know, the the truth. People are waking up to uh, the the harsh realities uh, of uh, what black people are experiencing and have been experiencing uh, since uh, fucking white people got here. You know, like uh, they're finally and a part of that, you know, conversation is now including indigenous communities. It's now including trans communities, you know, which is something that we would not have, uh, you know, had space in in the 60s, you know. So like, yeah, times are changing and the struggle is um, culminating. But it's, you know, I feel hopeful that, um, uh, you know, we're actually finally getting to a point where um, we can have these conversations, where we can bring to light all of these things that have been swept under the rug for so long, where we can start healing generational trauma, where we can start realizing, uh, you know, our needs uh, to be nurtured and uh, to actively nurture our communities, you know, where, uh, you know, I actually have uh, the chance to be in nursing school and to provide that care, you you know, and uh, let me tell you, I don't know about anybody else, but um, this pandemic was a prosperous one for me, at least. I don't know. <laughs> I, I walked into that bitch broke as fuck and now I'm coming out of it like, oh, okay. <laughs> I feel you. You have no idea. You do have an idea. You know, I thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much, yes. girl. Oh, shit. I thank you for sharing it because I didn't want to say that. I didn't. I didn't know how to say that. It'd be making me kind of feel like, damn, am I supposed to say how good 
this has been beneficial to me because other people ain't had it so good but, but it's also like ebony it like said that. it's so, okay right. for me to fucking say that it's okay i've and been blessed by the best like, there you go like, there you and, go and, you it. and, it's and that's important to, to say like you, said, you know queen, like it lets me know that my work didn't go on in vain like no, i've been doing this and it's and it's showing off and it's beneficial which also gives you a level of hope but you have to check back in with yourself you always have to go back into yourself and realize that shit i started off doing this for myself and then it became a part of me realizing that I'm not alone and it is a community of me out here and then you start doing it so much or other for community then you start to lose yourself in that then you have to go and recheck yourself and say hey yeah check yourself before you wreck yourself um okay. because community ain't 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 hitting it you know what I'm saying so thank you for that um, well, yeah, I mean, that's incredible. And in Ebony, I mean, how have you been? I mean, I know you've been very involved recently with legislation in California, but kind of on a personal level, you talked about, you know, needing to take care of Ebony. Like, how have you been doing that? And how have you been interpreting kind of this up and down time we're in? Are you just as hopeful or what? You know, I'm a black trans woman. I have nothing but hope, honey. I, that's, I've been surviving on that for <laughs> many years. <laughs> so, um, as Jesse Jackson would say, keep hope alive, honey. Keep hope alive. Uh, but I, you know, I have multi, multiple intersections. So, I'm a black trans woman. Um, you know, I have depressive episodes, like my, a lot of trans folk. So um, I like that you said up and down because it's very much been like a roller coaster. You know, some days I am okay, and I'm like, um, I'm I'm gonna use the explanative just like my brother used. Uh, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, some days I'm like, fuck Donald Trump. Um, and some days I'm biting my nails. Like, I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, in 2016, we just was sure Hillary was going to get rid of that monster, that orange monster. But, you know, anyway, um, I'm hopeful. I have nothing but ho hope. And um, there's that old saying that the... Um, the arc always lean toward justice. Is that is that mm -hmm. how it's been? That's right. Uh, and so, um, you know, in the abolitionist era, and uh, we survived so much stuff, um, voter suppression, and we've seen all these monsters. They've been playing the same cards for 200 and something years. And I noticed before a real shift occurs, it's always scary. And so while some days are rough for me, some days I do have bad mental health days where I just don't want to leave the house and I'm, I am overwhelmed by seeing um, what kind of government we have right now. Um, I still, I, I lean on the shoulders. I stand on the shoulders of Marsha P. I stand on the shoulders of Valerie Spencer. I stand on the shoulders of even my brother Omega and my sister Queen. I stand on the shoulders of badass trans folks. So um, even on them rough days, you know, I have that to go back to. And I even stand on the shoulders of some black, badass black queer 
Yale graduates like my brother Trey. Um, so, you know, I'm not alone. I have community. And I think that's our superpower as trans and queer folks and as Black people. I think our superpower is community and being in community and, and taking care of each other in the midst of storms. During the HIV and AIDS epidemic, we didn't have nothing. They wasn't giving us no, no um, AIDS medication, HIV medication. Uh, we had to take care of each other. We had to change the diaper. We had to, you know, take in our sick, sick relative. We had to pay for their medication. We do sex work and go pay for their medication. And so I came up in an era where we had nobody. We didn't have a center to go to. We just had each other. And sometimes uh, we even pay for each other's surgery to, to get, you know, go to go to Dr. Molina in Mexico and get our, our hips pumped, you know, and or pay for our brother's top surgery. And we put it, we all put in. And so I come from that type of environment. And so I rest on, on those that that inner strength, that that knowing that uh, we we are community. And sometimes, yes, we do fight like cats and dogs. Um, sometimes, yes, we do have crab in the bucket mentality in our community. You see that in all oppressed communities. Um, but we also have this incredible resilience that really ne needs to be a whole book on, on Black trans resilience, Black queer resilience. <laughs> should be, that literally should be a book written by you. Our resilience is flawless, honey. You cannot come for our resilience, honey. Uh, so uh, I rest on our resilience. I res rest on, on the loveliness of Miss Queen, the um, powerfulness of Mr. Omega, and the intellectualness of Trey Borton, honey. So I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just hearing all of you, it's like this is the best I felt in a while in terms of like, you know, like every day someone's like, you ask someone, how are they doing? Like, they're just like, you know, and I feel like the, the ability to have that resilience is a, like what you said earlier is how you have survived all this long, you know? And I think that, you know, getting back to what you said, cause I was going to ask a question about, but you've already answered it about what are some of the unique advantages and characteristics of this community? And it's the empathy. You know, you know what it's like when people, when you got a target on your back from day one and you, you know, you have to give up so many things just to be who you are, to kind of get the body you want, to get the identity you want. And people, you, you said everyone put in, like, that's a community where we say it takes all of us for us to each be one, you know? And I think that that's really, really powerful. And I think that that's so many communities would benefit from that type of mentality and empathy and, and kind of helpfulness and, that kind of gets to one thing I want to talk about is like, you know, all of you are of color. I, I see two people I know identify just as black queen. I'm not sure exactly what ethnicities, you know, you could be almost anything, but I know that you're all part of communities that don't always welcome you. You know, it, it, what really makes me upset, especially in this kind of BLM resurgence, it's like you have these queer black people, these trans people, these, you know, women at the front of these movements and they're saying stuff for people who don't even respect them, you know? And so I want to talk to, I want you, maybe Queen, you can start out kind of what is this tension between like, I want to be the one, you know, going hard for this community that, you know, time and time again, don't go hard for me. In fact, they're the ones who are the most dangerous to me in some cases. 
So, uh, um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's funny because I sit on uh, the intersection of a lot of of, uh, of a lot of areas because I could I can fit into a lot of different communities. I I fit like a glove in the black community. I can fit in the Spanish community. I can fit in a white community. You know, like uh, I uh, you know I uh, have this multiracial um, perception of uh, and experience and uh, in. Uh, you know, in a lot of different ways, I have to find a way to navigate not sitting in any of them at all. That being a part of each of these different communities, but also not belonging to any of them at the same time is a very interesting experience. Um, uh, my father was uh, a half black and half Cuban, and uh, my mother was white. And I was raised in a family. I was not raised with my father. Um, uh, and in fact, I was raised with my mother and her white supremacist husband. And, uh, you know, my brother has a white pride tattooed on his forearm. So, uh, you know, the, you know, experiencing uh, internalized racism and racism coming from my family and then internalizing that experiencing uh, what homophobia is and experiencing and internalizing that. You know, when my first experience uh, and my first introduction to the trans community was Jerry Springer and then the way that my family would uh, um, uh, speak about the trans women. Who the fuck am I? And it took me a long time to figure that out, you know, and I had to peel back all of these layers, all of these things about myself that I hated, my hair, my skin, my femininity, all of it, you know, it, it, um, uh, it was, uh, that has, I think has been my biggest struggle in not knowing where I belong or where I fit in. And, uh, um, and then uh, coming into, uh, you know, now that I, you know, have embraced my transness finally, you know, and, uh, you know, that, you know, I've been on my hormones uh, for, um, uh, for a while now for maybe about a year and a half and my tits are finally coming in and I finally feel whole in myself, uh, you know, for the first time. And then uh, um, uh, what's interesting to me is that um, uh, for a while, you know, while I was male presenting for the most part, I could fit into the gay community and I was welcomed into the gay community and that gay men, you know, were, um, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, I was, uh, um, hold on, my computer's dying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was, right. uh, um, you know, I could go to uh, a gay bar and I could be given drinks and I could, uh, you know, be uh, pretty well accepted. Except now, on the other end of it, now that I've started my transition and I'm uh, well along in it, that the way society and the way that people treat me, even within my own community, is now different that I am no longer celebrated in the community that I once felt safe in. I'm no longer safe in the gay community because in a lot of ways, I not, I could sit, I could be sitting down on the fucking sidewalk drinking a $10 drink and still be asked to leave because I'm making the gay patrons feel uncomfortable. Mm. That my pre, I was just the uh, two weeks ago. I was uh, outside of a bar here in New Orleans, and I was approached by a white gay man and said that my presence here is becoming unwelcome. 
I have worn out my welcome. Really? What do you mean? What, what does that mean? I've worn out my welcome here. So I have to, you know, it's a, it is a difficult experience having to navigate how the world treats you one way when you look this way. And then when you transition and the way that it shifts and the way that they treat you now, as opposed to, you know, like, like I just gave up some like massive privilege and I did, but also like, I've, I don't really know what that privilege ever really looked like for me. What's, what's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people, I mean, you know, and this is what we were talking about. Like when the worst, like the feeling of unsafety comes from when you, you, when you're in your own community where you should feel the most safe. For someone to be like, your presence isn't welcome here anymore. It's like, it was people like me who thought, so you could even have this dumbass place. But, you know, see, they don't know that. And, uh, you know, I will fight. So, and I, it's funny because I have fought so hard, not just for trans liberation, but for gay liberation, that I have fought so hard uh, with a rainbow flag and, uh, you know, do, you know, doing all the things, you know. I was uh, I slept on the steps of the Supreme Court in 2013 during a fucking blizzard for marriage equality. You know. Where the fuck were they at? <laughs> <laughs> not you there. Know? Not, not there. there. You know, but like uh, you know, but that I was there because I, I believe in the liberation of not just uh, the trans community but also the LGBTQ+ plus community. All of us, because I recognize, you know, and uh, so does Ebony and so does uh, and so does Omega, that we are in this shit together, that there is a togetherness that the trans community has uh, celebrated because all we've had is each other. And now that I, you know, you know, now that I'm in my transition and I recognize that all we have is each other which is something that um, I think uh, that that empathy and that sense of togetherness uh, is not, is not, um, is not, has not grounded our community. It has not, um, we can sit here and we can talk about, you know, all, you know, about pride and all of, you know, going and all of the things, but like, uh, if we're not going to sit here and accept our own, if we're not going to show love and equality and tolerance uh, to the people in our community who need it the most, then do we really have uh, a right to be yelling at politicians to give us freedoms that we're quick to uh, rip away from our own people? That part, that part. You know, yeah. like uh, I'm, I, I, I don't like it. It blows my mind. And honestly, no one ever told me growing up how to love myself. I was never I never saw that. I didn't know what that looked like. I, I have spent a very long time trying to figure out what it is that I'm missing. And it took me a while to realize that what I'm missing is me. Mm-hmm. The love for me that I, it's not, I don't need love from everywhere else. I need to love me. And then I can extend that out to everybody else. But I don't know what that looks like. That I, no one told me that. You know, and the first time I heard that was on, you know, was from RuPaul. And that was well, that was like, you know, the her first season. That was like, well, what, 2010, 2011, something like that was the first time I heard those words. 
Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what that, uh, what do you mean by that, RuPaul? Tell me more about that. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I, the, you know, it's not, I didn't grow up, uh, you know, where people love themselves. You know, I grew up in a family with codependence and drug addiction and alcoholism and they hated themselves. And then they called it love. Mm. Well, I think a lot of what communities, especially ones that have been so deprived of not just rights, but their own dignity and their own resilience, you know, their own power, really. It's like re like relearning and unlearning and, and, and you know, excavating and discovering. It's like all of these things. It's like, you're not starting off on, you know, home plate. You're starting off on like the dugout, yeah. you know? So the beauty yeah. of us is that we can, we start in the dugout. That's fine, but we rise above it all. Right. And in the end, we're the ones that come up. Because, uh, you know, the, you know, we know struggle, we know what it is, uh, you know, what it is to be alone, we know violence, we are, are faced with it every day. We know, uh, you know, we know what that is, uh, you know, we have a very unique understanding that I think that the rest of society really hasn't been able to develop because they've lived in the confines of this comfortable bubble you know, mm. and anything outside of that bubble, they can't see or they don't understand. They don't get it, you know, but, you know, we are the bubble and everything outside of it. You're the enlightened ones, you know, yeah. in many ways. And I think that that type of wisdom that comes from experience and generations of, you know, an adaptation almost to kind of figure out how to survive and figure out how to love yourself when no one wants you to, and no one wants you to even have love. I mean, that's something that's, you know, that's why people scared y'all. Cause they're like, this is some real powerful shit. Um, yeah. And they understand that. And that's what they do about black people and anyone else. They want to not recognize their power. Um, one of the things I wanted to make sure we touched upon since we have Omega is I think that for a lot of people who don't have much, you know, uh, interaction with the LGBT community, especially the trans community. It's like, you think of transgender, you often think of female presenting, um, trans people. And I think that it's really important to understand, you know, that there is not just that there's intersex, there's, you know, masculine presenting trans people. Um, I want you to have a second to talk about that kind of, how do you deal with that lack of visibility? I'd also like for you to touch upon as you know, Queen said, when you kind of start to transition in and out of these identities, like, you know, transitioning into a black man, during an era where they're, you know, they're, they're hunting black women too. Don't get me wrong, but they're definitely hunting black men. So talking about kind of what that experience has been like as well, um, I think would be really interesting. Well, it worked because that's, that's where I was going to go. Um, after, um, hearing the things and, um, allowing the spirit to take place and how all this is, hitting me but um in in all of this 2020 um and working with community I, i've been doing i've been doing this work for over 20 years um and like i said earlier i officially have my own nonprofit 501c3 organization um and it's only been a year in but i ain't in debt and i still do service to the community with no grants no money no support no nothing and i get shit done um and with me saying that i'm the first to ever host and start this weekend a sexual health haunted house um but we ain't gonna talk about that right now but i just want to um to say that um with mentioning that 
one of the biggest things that that prompt me this year and, and made me be in recognition. See, I, I'm intersex, right? So, um, and for people who don't know what intersex mean, you know, if I if I ask that question, I'd be like, well, you know, how many people ever heard the word amorphodite? And then everybody be like, oh yeah, hey. And I'd be like, well, that's the same thing, but it's just that's a derogatory term for intersex people. You know, it's like calling a black person a nigger, you know? So um, all my life, I've known that I was a grown, grown man. I've always said it all my life. I'd be like, you know, I'm a grown ass man. Um, and the moment I was kindergarten and, and, you know, and we go to school, that was my first experience of going to school. I went to Walt Disney Magnet School and I walked into the bathroom and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be up in here. Um, and that was me at what, what are you, what, five, four, four, five years old? Um, and I knew that I was not supposed to be in that bathroom because the way I was looking and feeling with them girls walked past me, I was like, oh, I have attraction. And I know boys supposed to like girls. And every, and every time my mama used to call me a little bull dagger or a dyke or any of these things, you know, I, I, I am a very intellectual purpose person. So I like words. I like to know what it is that that things mean and 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 the concept of how you can use those things. And, and I looked it up like dyke, dyke. What is a dyke? And I used to be like, you know, that's a dam of water. I'm not a dam of water. You know, just like even using the word bitch. You know, it's like that's a female dog. And I I used to emphasize like I'm not a female. I may be a dog sometimes, or, you know, but I'm not a female. I, so even with the physical attributes of what people assumed and thought that that looked like, um, I never ad- identified as a female before having a beard, before um, HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, before um, surgeries, um, before any of that. I've always been a man um, and no one or nobody could have told me any different Um of what that looked like. And even before my transition, um, on top of me being a man and like they said, in other intersections, I'm a tattooed individual. So that's another, um, thing that, you know, as they say, I put on myself, but I really didn't. Um, so there's a, there's a stigma that comes with that. And I am a surviving felon. I survived the correctional system. I've been in prison, not just jail, but I've been in prison, uh, which are two different things. And I've survived that. Um, I am no longer, but I was a single parent. Um, and I've had my kids taken away from me and I've been criminalized for being not only just a single parent, but an intersex single parent and had to do a different kind of fight. And in doing this work, you is alone. Like, um, so with me, I don't fit in with community and I don't fit outside of community because it's, 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 it's a really, I'm what everybody know, but don't know at the same time. And even in this current time and what's going on for, for black men, I did this rally for Tony McDade and it was personal to me and everybody was George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. You know, and they still saying it and nobody's saying Tony McDay and the way he died and the way they died. And I, and I say they and it really touched me because um, Tony was, you know, was trans, but wasn't trans enough. 
you know? And, and it, and it made me realize like, what the fuck does that mean? Like black ain't black enough. Trans ain't trans enough. Lesbian ain't lesbian enough. And for us in our own community, I am one that believes and we need to remove the T from the whole LBGTQ and all of that. Because first of all, trans individuals and when it comes to your orientation and your sexual gender, those sex and gender are two different fucking things. Trans people can be gay. Trans people can be straight. Trans people can be lesbian. You know, trans people can still have an orientation in addition to their identity um so um i i am a big big advocate of that and, and just living in my truth so i was dying um so medically it forced me to have to transition um i never gave it another thought because i just lived my best life um i know what i had it didn't have and i used to play it safe without even recognizing but now having to fully transition, i've always been a guy um that I guess well, as people say, presented in masculine form, even when I had physical female attributes, I've always been the same man that I am. Um, so I always got my ass beat by the police. I've been kidnapped by the police. Um, I've, like I said, been in jail. So none of that changed. Um, I've always experienced that. So the, the reason um, why I did the Tony McDay thing, because they killing us too. It's the reality that I've always had, but that some of my other brothers don't understand that being a black man in the United States of America is a whole nother level outside of your transness. So at this current moment, I have a criminal protection order against me and my own child. You feel what I'm saying? I don't go into work or I'm scared to drive in a car with my own daughter because I don't want the police to use that as an excuse to kill me in front of my child and then try to come back later and say, oh, we didn't know that outside of him being a black felon that he was in trans and intersex, you know, because the, the layers as they peel them back, the worse it becomes, you know what I'm saying? And once they hit that intersex of trans, it's worse than they being black. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's a whole nother level of, of, of something else. So it, it becomes something else. So then when they pull that back, then they, they saying, oh, sorry. Not only was I that, which I don't just carry, I was educated. I was a father. I was a son. I was a brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a mentor. I'm an activist. I work. You know what I'm saying? I do all these things that everybody else is capable of doing but they don't care about any of that once they hear you're trans or definitely not hearing intersex like they don't even believe in that so i use that and i use and i speak on that now um to break them barriers and also help my trans i like to me i tell people i feel like i am an ally to the trans community like i use my experience to be in places that nobody expect me to be. I'm always there. Um, and not only just to protect my sisters, um, but to speak up and show that, you know, like y'all see trans men exist. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we exist. We're out here. We're real. And just like you said, even with doing that March or with 
fighting for people. I did that march and it was specifically for Tony McDay. And, and I announced that when I did it. And I had over 2,000 some people at the Gabony um, would tell you it was a real Malcolm X like kind of moment, like very controlled, very protected, no COVID um, cases that came through and, and Ebony was ready. Peaceful, what you all, we ain't peaceful. But you know, they knew what was gonna happen, but it, it, it was- They call her Ebony Seal. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I am now, we was ready. I'm getting arrested, you know. Yeah, we was ready, but I wanted to show that we can do things and we can stand there without having, and we had no police involvement, like none. Like if they, they didn't show up, they didn't come, we made sure that they didn't come. And I told people, this is for you to say his name um, because he didn't deserve to be shot five times with no warning, no understanding at all. He was a part of this system and we are community and he could have been helped, you know what I'm saying? But as, you know, we got some crab in a bucket as people in our community. We got people who feel like that one potato chip, we can't produce another kind of potato chip. They don't know that Lay's and and all uh, and what's that P. Miller snacks and goddamn crib criminal criminals. They don't know that other brands of all brands and them brand brands is all existing brands of the same motherfucking thing out here, obviously. Oh, so we shit. let people fall to <laughs> the wayside. I'm sorry. But it's, 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 it, it was just a hurting thing. So it, it sparked a fire in me to stop giving community service to community and start my own organization and stop looking for other motherfuckers to help me, help us, because ain't nobody going to help me like me. Can't nobody do what I do better than me for me because don't nobody know how to help me except me. But once I start helping myself, and then I reach out to ask for the help of others. Now I hold you accountable. Now I'm pulling your whole car. I mean, I'm pulling your car and I'm trying to see if you really about helping me because I'm that person. Once I ask you for help and you don't show up, I'm not going to ask you again. I'm, 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 I'm just not that person. You see my shirt say you can give me a million no's, but I get that one yes. And that only requires a one yes from God. And we, and, and, and he stamps all, all possibilities of all things. And I got that yes during 2020. So that's why I say I'm blessed by the best. Um, so I stand in my blackness as a man and as a masculine man. Um, and, 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 and that's why I say that I am masculine. I, my transition of, I, I was never feminine. You know what I'm saying? Never. Um, I had, female attributes but I had no femininity and even now trying to be feminine people be like oh that girl side of you coming out or oh you doing this like as you can see I have my nails polished and all that and I tell people what the fuck does that mean real men everybody has femininity yeah. feminine people have masculinity <laughs> which is why I am detoxinizing masculinity nigga I holds my own and it slangs real real easy <laughs> so you know, I just, you know, that's, that's just me, you know, that's, that's, that's just, you know, it's just me. So people don't know what it is that they be talking about. And some people are scared to speak up. So, you know, I ain't want to take, I know we trying to get up out of here. So, I'm glad um, that you're the one I, speaking I up, Omega, seriously. <laughs> I feel like you need to be speaking. I mean, I'm so glad. I'm glad that, you know, your podcast will be coming out. I feel like this is exactly the kind of holding your own space and power that this year has really produced. And so many of us were like, 
it'd be not, you know, even with this show, I'm like, I was always assuming that one day someone would come along and be like, here go Trey. Like we're going to pick you for this platform. And instead 2020 was like, bitch, you better create your own. And I feel like I've seen y'all do all that, you know? And so I think that's one thing I wanted Ebony to talk about. We can, we can spend a little bit more time. Like you talked about this year, you know, the intuition that you and other trans people had about like, what was it going to take to get through this? What we might be facing to get to the other side of this and kind of how is, you know, this horrific idiot president, especially in kind of this last little bit of his hopefully little tiny piece of his presidency that's left. How has that really activated you and kind of the people around you around, you know, making sure you get the legislation, making sure you get the resources and visibility as someone who's in philanthropy, who determines who gets the money, which is often what determines what happens and who's listening. How, how have you been kind of activated during this time? Well, um, Trey, I'd like to go back to, what Queen was talking about in your question to Queen to kind of get to um, what, what's been activating um, me and, and the things that I've been doing of late. Uh, Queen touched on um, defending, you know, queer folks and being rejected by, by queer folks. And uh, I've been going hard for Black people. I got arrested um, at a Stefan protest last year. Uh, that story went national because they put me in a, a, a men's jail. And um, um, the, the, the thing about Black trans folk is we always getting arrested for, for Black people. We always going hard for our people. Um, but they never go hard for us. They just hit us with some hotep stuff and and you know, uh, we're never good enough. And I really felt that when um, Queen was talking about not being good enough or not, be, not being able to fit within any box um, and kind of creating your own box, you know, um, evolving to create your own box and, and loving yourself and, and understanding that you can create your own box, you can create your own platform, and so um, this year, there's a ton of things that, that really activated me and my activism. And honestly, when George Floyd rolled around, I was so exhausted um, behind all the other things. And um, directly after that, we had Tony McDay. Um, I really wasn't engaged in George Floyd as people would think I would be. Uh, people was in my inbox, you know, I, I noticed you ain't posting about George Floyd. What's up? What's going on with you, Ebony? And I would tell them I'm exhausted. I'm tired. As the old Black trans mothers would say, uh, I'm tired of being tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so um, I was just exhausted. You know, this isn't our first rodeo. Uh, we've been, this has been a fight. Um, and to be in between the intersections of Black and trans and having to experience these things as a Black person and the murders of Black trans people. Um, he touched on Tony McDay. Omega touched on Tony McDay. What Omega didn't touch on is Omega got a ton of pushback from both community and people outside of our community 
because he was going so hard for Tony McDay. Well, why are you going so hard for uh, Tony McDay? Why are you leading a march with the, you know, uh, it's like this brother can't do nothing. You know, he, he doing too much. He doing too little. I mean, it's just, and so uh, that's what goes back to, you know, uh, he could easily say, you know, I'm tired of dealing with community because every time he tries to um, uplift our community is some t- sort of pushback. So even within the Black trans community, uh, we have that 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 same, like, some of us be tired of fighting for our community because all we get is pain from our community and hurt from our own community and, and competition. And, oh, I look better than her. Oh, uh, I, I could throw a better ball than him. Well, why can't we throw a ball together? That goes back to, you know, the lays and the ruffles. And they don't know that that's the same factory in Tijuana, honey. They making that same thing. <laughs> that is the same factory. You don't have to compete. Let's buy a factory and open the factory together and have a black chip, honey. Uh, the right chip, honey. The right potato salad. You know, all those things. So um, that what's been activating me this year is seeing all the, the, the people fighting. We even fighting in our own communities and uh, trying to bring some togetherness and looking for funding opportunities. Even though I'm, I'm not at the California Endowment anymore, I'm still very much in touch with philanthropy, you know, um, I, one of my good friends is um, someone, a wife that that husband ran for president in this cycle. And so we was just talking about, you know, how we can fund the black trans community. Um, spend them coins. Spend them <laughs> coins. And so I, I want to direct resources. And uh, the the, the girls in the South, the boys in the South, they have no support. And so like my brother Omega, I don't just want to focus on California. I want to focus on organizing our community in a broader sense, um, kind of like the civil rights movement. We don't, we don't have that structure in our community because we all out for ourselves and we don't know how to be out for each other. And that is something that... Uh, um, my sister Queen touched on about, you know, knowing how to be there for somebody else. And a lot of our community don't know that because all we know is survival and looking out for our damn selves. And this bitch going to cut you. So you got to watch out for that bitch who's going to cut you. And that that man is going to come for you, you know, because you're cute. And he just going to think that you're trans so he can fill you up and do this. And so, uh, you know, you get home and the boyfriend want to beat on you. And so you have no safe space. So all you know is fighting. So um, I want to I wanna ch- turn that, change that narrative like my brother Omega I know we think a lot alike in those ways of bringing people together. And uh, it's a shame that my brother Mega has been, you know, ridiculed and he fights so hard for our community and he does so much powerful stuff and he does it different. He's a different, he ain't, he ain't a box person. And I like that. I can already see that. I love it. (laughs) And Omega is the type 
where all of the people is rejecting somebody and he will go over to that person and and love on that person and 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 it, I've I've seen him do it over and over and kind of father and nurture that person. And he's a very nurturing spirit and he has defined, he has redefined what masculinity is. You could see him in a high heel boot one day, honey, and painted nails and say, I'm a masculine man, you know? <clears throat> yeah, honey. And you could see my sister. I have a sister who do oil changes and say, I'm a feminine woman. So why do we have to subscribe to what the, the society say about us and what femininity is, what masculinity is, what transgenderism is. We have been here for thousands of years. We have gone by many names. Today is transgender. Yesterday it was unit. So, uh, you know, um, in Polynesian culture, Fafafini, you know, so we, we've gone by many names, honey. We, we come in many ways. You know, you could, you could see us um, what you would call butched up today and femmed up tomorrow. But that don't take away from our experience. And so my, my role, um, my activism right now is focusing on a different type of activism, uh, a loving activism. And I love that Queen touched on so much about, you know, love and we don't know how to love. And those things need to be taught. We have messy elders. We need to talk about them old messy bitches. You know, <laughs> want to read everybody, want to want to cause dissension and stuff. You know, we need some integrity in our community. We need some love in our community. And I'm not talking about this wrong integrity, judging somebody for for playing WAP. You know, I'm talking about integrity of you know somebody coming to you and trusting you with private information, and you not going over to the next bitch and talking about what, what, what she just told you. And so we need to foster those things. We, we are transitioning as a community, not just personally, and we are at a cusp, just like the nation is at a cusp. Uh, we are as, at a cusp as, as a community. Are we going to um, come together are we going to be further divided? That seems to be the theme, no matter what community you go into right now. Um, and so I feel like my role right now is to help bridge this gap. But honestly, I have a lot of work to do personally. Just like Queen, I, I come from a family that rejected me. I was a feminine child. You know, I didn't, I didn't walk and talk like the others. My my mother and father are from Jamaica. My, my siblings are from Jamaica. And so I had all kinds of dynamics, you know, from birth, you know, I was the only child and um, I didn't have the same father as my other siblings had, you know, and my dad kind of left when, and so I was the black sheep from birth. You know, I was, I felt that rejection from birth. We, we feel things from the womb. And so there are things that I need to work on within myself. And there's a lot of trauma you see in our community that, that goes, you know, uh, you can hear a lot of me and Queen's so story is similar. Uh, you know, it's, it's a similar story in our community. And um, we don't have enough healers in our community. And what I noticed on this, um, on this, this podcast is that you got three healers in your mistray, and that's amazing. And you have three people that that wants to heal the community. 
and you got three raw ass motherfucking badass Jeez. motherfuckers. That's <laughs> how you heal. That's what you need to heal. It's not a, th- it's not a thermometer. <laughs> you know, it's real truth and shit. You know, that's it. And so. I love, I love, I love that, you know, I love that you are giving us that you have the insight to see that black trans people needed a voice right now. And you brought us together and gave us the voice and some, and we don't need to be confined by uh, social norm conversations. Like, you know, even though you're an intellectual, you speak several different languages. And so um, we have to deconstruct all these barriers that have been put, put in place by white supremacy but we also have to um, go back to all our the cultures of color, which um, they had a lot of loving centered, a lot of nurturing centered practices, and so we have to get aligned to those practices. I'm I'm a I'm a mystic. I'm a I'm a hippy dippy person. So I believe all that stuff is on our hearts, honey. We we could tap into that stuff. It's in our DNA. We we don't have to read a book, you know. We all we have to do is go within. And uh I just my 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 whole goal is to better myself uh so I can be a bridge. And people get on me and say, Well, you have to stop being the Christ for this and that and sacrificing yourself for this and that. But I, I do divinely believe just like the ants got certain worker ants and, and the bees got, you know, the queen bee and that bee and the, the worker bee and the, the bee that's in the hive doing the, the business. I believe that we all have our function and my function is, is nurturing and, and harmony, bringing harmony and sometimes to a fault, but that's, that's my function. And she got uh, sometimes, <laughs> also, Trey, uh, sometimes my function is to raise a bit of hell, too, and, and to get arrested, honey. Ain't nothing wrong with getting arrested. But we ought to watch out, you know, because they, they try to keep us black folk. But um, we don't have the, we ain't Jane Fonda, you know. We don't have those resources. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're definitely not Jane Fonda. None of us here are. <laughs> well, I mean... I think that this has been so is this is better than I even could have hoped for. I mean, cause you are all healers and you come in different, you know, shapes and spirits and techniques and strategies, and they're all so impactful and necessary and vital and vibrant and hilarious. And I think that, you know, one of my last questions is going to be kind of like, what world are we fighting for? It's like this world, the world where all of the work you're doing is continues and more people can come to it and more people realize there shouldn't be tons of barriers to it. I think that like for, I don't, I mean, I don't know who's going to watch this, but I can imagine there's people who will watch this who will be like, I want to be part of that community. I'm not even LGBT. I want to be part of a community that's that loving and honest and dedicated and holds their people to the fire. You know, like no one gets away with being cruel and, and, and harming the community, not even the people in there, especially not them. In fact, right. so I, I have think- a question for you, um, the host. Um, what in a perfect world? What What would you? I, I know you have a lot of black. Uh, you have a couple of black trans friends, and um, in a perfect world, what would you want for them? What would What kind of world would you want for them? Um, 
I mean, honestly, this the same world I want for me. I want to be able to live my life, be, you know, think what I think, do what I want to do without someone telling me that who I am is the reason why I can't, you know, I want to have, I want to be prosperous is, or as prosperous as I want to be. I want to be having the experiences. I want to travel. I want to love, you know, I want a community and I don't want my skin or who I, you know, whose dick I'm sucking or not sucking to be in someone else's mind, what prevents me from being the tray I want to be. And so I think that if we could just get to that level where it's like, no one gets controlled because they are this thing. They, everyone, you step out the house. Are you smart? Are you charismatic? Do you got your shit together? Let that determine what your future looks like and nothing else. And I think if I could guarantee that world for black trans people, I mean, first of all, if we're, if we change the world so much where that's true for black trans people, I ain't got no worries. You know, if we can take care of the people who've been, you know, who've yet become Kings and Queens in our community with a boot on their neck, then no one else needs to worry about shit. And so I think that that is what, hopefully we are on the precipice of like inching towards, you know, we have a lot of battles to fight and I think we have a, and we have a lot of monsters to slay. Honestly. I mean, shit, it's not going to be peaches and cream and fucking crumpets to get to the world we want. You know, we all have to be ready to put whatever skin in the game we need to, to make sure that happens. You and me all, you know, so that's how I feel. And that's why I felt like on the, on the, a week away from this fucking pivotal ass day where we decide what kind of country we're about to be, how much fighting, who, how many people we got on our team for this vision? You know, I mean, honestly, Queen, and I feel the same way about my shit. Like, you know, I just produced a Biden campaign ad. The idea that you have a Biden Harris shirt on, if you told me nine months ago that that was happening, I'd be like, aliens don't take Queen. You know, they don't replace their mind, you know? <laughs> but that's the adaptation. And that's what we do when we know the fucking stakes are, are high for us. High, you know, and I'll tell you that I'm not, um, uh, I don't really care for Biden, to be honest. And do you want to know how I got this shirt? I ordered it off Amazon and then I it got as far as Amazon knows, it got lost in the mail and I got my money back. <laughs> it's okay. Jeff can spare it. But also, uh, it you know, it takes a collective. It takes a unit. And uh, I'll tell you what, there has been no other president right now or even anyone running that has even spoken the name of trans people or who have met with trans people or who have taken the time to consider trans people. So the fact that trans people are really a conversation that our community is says a lot like our rights right now and the like what we need is up for grabs. And if we lose this. I'm you know, what next? Think of the world that we're gonna live in if we lose this, you know? Like uh, it's a, uh, and this year already, we've seen uh, 32 black trans women murdered, which is way higher than it was uh, in uh, the last few years. Last year, it was 29. The year before that, it was 27. I've been keeping count. And I'm telling you that it's getting worse. It is getting worse. We it's 35. Or it's 35. Mm. Um, because um, it was a pandemic, this was going to slow down, that we weren't going to see that many Black trans murders. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to get worse. 
and we have we have to vote. And I'm not ha- I'm not happy about voting for Biden, but also the fact that a black woman has a chance at being the vice president. She deserves that fucking spot. She deserves a chance. She does. She deserves that. I don't care what anybody has to say. A black woman deserves to be the fucking vice president, whether it's Kamala Harris or I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, uh, come on now. You know, like uh, this is uh, this is this is what we've got right now. We kind of it's not a game. It's not a game. This is uh, this is real life. You know, this our lives are, are in at stake right now. Our rights are at stake, and the thing with the uh, you know privilege and pride and all of this is that they uh you know that they uh, ha- you know gay men and white gay men they haven't been out there. They think it's all fine and dandy. They think that they can sit here and they're uh, you know absolved of all of these things because they've got marriage equality and because when. Uh, as far our new Supreme Court justice can roll that shit back tomorrow. Right. They so, plan to. Y- you know, that's why she's there. That's the whole fucking point. That's her. That's her role. And they don't see it. They're so blinded by the fact that they have assimilated into this narrative so that they can be equal among straight people. As if straight people are the paradigm of our existence. And it's not. It's not. I ain't gonna sit here and act like straight people. <laughs> I ain't gonna sit here and act like white people. I ain't playing by their fucking rules. It's my life and I get to determine that. And I'm not gonna sit here and fit and I'm, so this is why I started my story with, I was raised by a bunch of white people sitting here telling me how to act white. Didn't work. They're trying to tell me how to be or who to be. And no, actually, because now I know who I am. I have a fundamental understanding of where I come from and who I am. And you can't take that away from me. And I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight them all. And that is what makes us so threatening is that we, our very existence tears down the very moral fabric that this nation stands on. The fact that we exist as we are is a complete contradiction to their biblical bullshit. The fact that we exist and that we are out here roaming and freeing and doing all sorts of things or whatever shows that their religious institutions and their political affiliations and their morals and their bullshit is all bullshit. Because we're here. We exist. We are alive. And your beliefs are not going to take that away. Because you cannot take away my experience. You cannot take it. You cannot take away the fact that Queen Amor has sure did walk this earth today. <laughs> I make goddamn sure. And ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. You, you know? know, that's the it's thing. Here. You know, and, uh, you know, the, the, you know, we're breaking down gender barriers. We're breaking down the illusions of gender. We're breaking down the illusions of sexuality. We're breaking down the illusions of white supremacy. We're breaking down all of these mental borders and barriers that they have put up to keep people separated. And that is what is so threatening because we are living proof of their stupidity. And it's never worked. 
You know, that's the worst part. It's like, it's not, I mean, there have been things that have limited us and made us had to work harder, but you didn't stamp out black people. You didn't stamp out gay people or trans people. All that bullshit did not even result in the world you say you want. So it's a weak one, which is why they're so insecure about the threats. You know, there's a reason why they try and lock up every nigga they can find or shoot them. Because if we weren't, they know what would be coming. And the same goes for trans people. So this has been, I would, I will go on a limb and say this is the best episode. This has been exactly what I think all of us need to hear. It's like if y'all can keep being strong and determined and, you know, fight fire with fire and wit and tact and whatever it takes, I think that that's the energy we need to bring into this next phase of whatever the fuck's coming. Um, and so I think that to end on a note that's like, you know, a little bit like people always, when you bring up, you know, any kind of oppressed minority, it's about the struggle and the fight and the overcoming and the, and the self-healing and the, and the doubt and all that. I want to end with like, what makes y'all, what's making y'all laugh right now? Like when y'all get off the zoom and say like, it's time for me to put my hair down, relax and just do what the fuck I want. Kind of what is that moment for you guys been um, to give you that peace of mind or just to make you relax and laugh a little bit? Um, anyone can go first. Besides watching this, this now what my answer is. <laughs> What'd um, you say? I'll go first if that's cool. Um, what makes me laugh is turning everything into this, this seeing seeing the the brightness of of everything. Just like y'all heard um, Ebony say on me, as y'all see, I don't I don't really like to focus on the bad stuff, although bad shit happens to everybody. Um, always 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 and just like my queens um not to take away from your queenness but the queen and my goddess here okay we're gonna separate because i don't want you to think you know the queen of the queen so queen and my goddess here um you know i i i don't know like what support looks like um not only from not a mother a father a family member a brother a sister a friend a foe um I know what that looks like because of my soon to be seven year old daughter and my lovely, lovely wife, who I admire so much, who is also of trans experience. And I learned so much from her and her strength and her power and all that greatness. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I have a mother who thinks I am the worstest fucking thing that exists on this earth um, and don't even know me. And I have a father who was on death row up until two years ago, but now is still in prison. So, um, that's 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 been me um and and the black sheep kind of like um let me say the oldest child um of everything so nobody know what to do with a person like me how do you help somebody when you don't know how to love not only yourself but as us as a community or things so how does a person who go through all this hell still smile through all that thing and i love community and I throw events like the sexual health funny house um that I'm putting together on Saturday. Um and <laughs> that's how I keep my spirits up, real life. Like I I just I just give and and I and I and I show people that um even though you're not supported, um there are people out here that that truly love you and and support you. So how I've been laughing about it um with, with with this um and, and it just happened yesterday so um somebody was like they sent me a message um because i've been advertising just only this week about it and they like 
they sent me this this flyer from San Francisco and they said, hey, you know they're going to be doing extra patrol. The flyer says they're doing extra patrol and all of this stuff for people who are trying to plan Halloween parties or have a gathering of 12 or more and they're going to be shutting it down and doing all these things. And I'm like, I told you, I live by the eye wish factor. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? What, what does that mean to me? Um, only six people is allowed in the house at a time. But I was like, hey, if the police show up, you know, and they acknowledge and see, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, this is an LBGT trans event. And then they're going to be like, oh, they're all right. It's fine. Because they don't give a fuck. They want us to just follow up anyway. So <laughs> that's, 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 that was my, um, my way of laughing to keep from crying. Like, I just, I just turn everything into a, a, a joyous moment. You know what I'm saying? No matter how bad it may be. Um, and then I suck into them, them emotions, but I, I just find the joy in everything, you know? So long story short, that's, that's, that's my joy. Um, is it making everybody else smile and, and feel love and feel community and, and feel like they're validated and that they exist. And that's how I get my happiness and my peace. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And it must be I very gratifying it. to have a child who you're kind of able to show up for through this, you know? So that's great. Oh, she shows up too, baby. She, I just sing you the best. She's, she's at the front <laughs> of the lines too, baby, baby. She ain't, she's literally a mini, she's a mini me. She's real quick. She got her sign. I love my trans dad. And she be yeah. telling you real quick. Oh, she'll check you real quick. Black trans <laughs> lives matter, baby. Like she'll say real quick. So We know where she yeah. learned it. Um, uh, wait, Queen. I, 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 oh, have, I have, uh, I participate in my uh debate bingo, um, uh, in my Joe Biden bingo, uh, and you know, when he says malarkey, you know, and all those things. And Twitter, I love Twitter, I, I get my laughs on Twitter and Beyonce's internet, uh, and all the all the, the Cheeto memes and, you know, 420 definitely helps me to get some laughs. So, you know, I have my edibles, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I have my edibles. I have Look, my, my little blood is sitting here. Amen. Hashtag like, no ad. Some tinctures. Yes, honey. And so... Um, when I need a good laugh, honey, I, I, I indulge um, and I love my memes and I love Beyonce's internet and I love old friends. You know, ain't nothing like an old Judy, as we would say, you know, and uh, I love a good conversation. And sometimes me and Omega, we, we call and, and we have a kiki. Uh, sometimes I call Trey and have a kiki, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing that this era has been good for is a meme. I mean, shit, I'm gonna miss that. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna yeah. miss that. Uh, Queen, you know, you can close us out. So what, you know, what makes me, um, really laugh uh, is, uh, one, uh, I recognize, uh, um, the gaps in the way other people think. Uh, and uh, I recognize uh, a lot of um, these like blocks that people just don't like get. And uh, I was in clinicals the other day and it was just my group. And I'll tell you my clinical group, they ain't seen nothing like me before they do. <laughs> and I'm a, you know, there's this one, there's this one,
<laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, just funny because, uh, you know, when I interact with them, I'm just a little like, like, uh, I don't know. I've got that pep in my step uh, that like, that uh, extra. like that extra, you know, and uh, because it's my way of like keeping them on their toes, you know, like, um, you know, if I lift up my hands and I'm like, oh, my, oh, <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> Or, you know, if I, uh, I said this, uh, I tell them about like things that I've done like this. They are. Um, so uh, I thought it was funny. I don't know if they thought it was funny, but I did this performance uh, and they were talking about this uh, uh, religious thing. Um, uh, and uh, I guess uh, one they're about doing some thing in his church or whatever. I guess they're like religious. And I was like, oh, you know what I did one time? I uh, dressed like the Mother Mary and I aborted baby Jesus outside of Jackson, Sca uh, Jackson Square Cathedral to this punk rock song with a wire hanger. <laughs> and they both. I'm sure, I'm sure they really like struggled to laugh at that. <laughs> I, uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> well, one of a kind, uh, Queen. Uh, I mean, know, it takes all types, <laughs> you know. But like, uh, you know, also like, I I just think it's funny that like, you know, we all have our own like, uh, you know, beliefs about what we think is right and what we think is wrong or whatever. But also like, uh, you know, I'm uh, I am not going to take it that seriously. You know, I uh, I take it with a grain of salt, you know, like uh, and, uh, you can, and you can also laugh at yourself, which I think yeah, to I me is some of the funniest yeah. shit. You I'm know, just like, like oh, damn, oh, Trey. <laughs> I'm like, girl, did you really say that? And I'm just like in bed. I'm like, yeah, girl, <laughs> I got a fucking kick out of it, you know, because like I like to challenge the way people think and the way people perceive, uh, you know, their um, uh, their belief systems. Uh, I like to challenge their note, their concepts. And I think it's, you know, for me, I, I think it's funny that you think it's so serious and it ain't that serious, you know, it's not that, you know, and I, uh, you know, but also there's a loving kindness to it too. You know, there's a, there is a, there's a lightheartedness. So like they might what? be about it, but like it sits in their mind, you know, that, Hey, someone else out here who's actually a really loving, kind person, you know, believes this out outrageous thing you know like but what are you going to do are you going to treat me uh, how are you going to treat me after you hear that you know are you going to treat me like a lesser person now or were you doing that you know like uh it's a it's a it's a way to critical like what is it they call in nursing school critically thinking people don't do that people don't think critically about their situations uh, you know and you can uh, um uh, you know and the fact that i get along very well with my clinical instructor and I'll sit on her lap uh, and uh, you know, she loves me. This little old black lady and she just loves me. Oh, she just can't help but love me. So we'll sit there. We'll be making, <laughs> just making jokes all day in the behind, uh, you know, behind the fucking desk or whatever in the middle of a, uh, you know, on the oncology unit, people are dying of cancer right across the hall. But here we are having a good old time anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the I think that the the beauty of that is to be able to find a laugh in the yeah. grimmest circumstances. And we all of us are very black people, trans people, gay people. We know how to look at some sad, sick shit and be like, you know, because that's called survival. 
you know, you know so yeah this, this totally, totally, totally. Will, will be my survival for quite some time because <laughs> the laughs that i got and the truth that i heard and i think that just the spirit that you guys embody is so inspiring and and so what we need like this is exactly what we need right now so i really just you know from the bottom of my heart thank you each you know queen and ebony and omega for taking the time for believing in the spirit of this you know platform and just and being yourselves because that's the most valuable thing you have to offer um and it shows i I want to before we get off here um personally um thank you um trey definitely thank you ebony um for the opportunity and always thinking um of me and putting me in spaces um that's safe um because that's more important and being able to really tell your truth and and hold that truth space with somebody who's really um trying to help the healing process within a community so i i definitely appreciate you for this platform and the space that you allowed and allowing me up in this space and i definitely look forward to you being a part of my space of creation that is also, um, as you see, is going to bridge a gap and, and push us in spaces that they said that we ain't supposed to fucking be in. And right. as you have got to see me, I'm going to make sure we get in them spaces. So we're <laughs> launching November 15th for anyone watching this. Watch out for it. So yes, I definitely will be sending you all of that um, for the detoxinizing masculinity because it's, 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 it's right on this and, and, it's, and it's touching on um, what this looks like because masculinity doesn't just affect us as men. Masculinity is not violent, not black, it's not um, it's not evil. So, um, just thank you, man. Just thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity uh, once again. And I just look forward to uh, working with you and uh, your blessing. And as always, Queen, I appreciate being in the space with community and and the work that you're doing and thank you for your information that you put out there i got a lot from you and my goddess i love you you're beautiful thank you as always so just wanted to leave off with that you know well thank you and like keep you know everyone keep it up you know we're not obviously we're not nearly done yet hopefully we have a, a something to celebrate um, in a you know short time, but then you know take that moment to celebrate, and we got to get back to work. So um, keep laughing, keep doing your shit, keep taking your time, uh, and I love all of you. So thank you so much, and uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah.